Welcome everyone to the Canto Cast. I'm Tristan. I'm Jeff. And come on to the casino because we're about to talk all things Star Wars and geek. So grab a blue milk. And get some wampa jerky. Pull up with your favorite tauntaun. Because we are about to get things started. You may want to buckle up, baby. Welcome everyone back to the Canto Cast. It has been a long time, too long, unfortunately, but that does happen. But regardless, we are glad to be back, and uh, we're just going to talk some Star Wars, maybe talk some sci-fi, and uh, anything else, some shows. But uh, before we get started, Jeff, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, for people that are also listeners of the Blue Mill Cafe, know that I took. Uh, a while off there, like a at least a month or so off, maybe a month and a half. I'm not even sure how long it was, but and you guys know I am back to recording episodes again. I took some personal time off just because I wasn't feeling feeling it. I wasn't in the mood to talk Star Wars for once. I just needed some time off to you know refresh my brain and get my passion back. So, but yeah. I'm back. And feeling better, so here we go. We actually have a new episode of the Canto Cast too. Look at that! Yeah, and Canto Cast on the same weekend. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff for sure. Um, and I mean, I've just been yeah. This past month for me has been extremely busy. Uh, online university has just been it's it's been hard. Um, it's been really heavy, really dense classes, and I just don't think. You necessarily the infrastructure is there for the student support like it was whenever we were on campus in person you know so right it, it's been it's been really hard it's been a tough semester um grades are they're hanging in there you know they're not bad uh but man it's uh it, it's been a slog to get to that point to where you know everything is going to be okay it's just right now while it's happening it's just an unpleasant experience right you know 2020 can't leave quick enough so yeah no kidding no kidding and i mean it's kind of a double-edged sword right because now we're getting into my favorite time of the year in terms of like seasons and just what's Uh, going on stuff releasing you know it's just i have a lot of things to look forward to like the ps5 comes out in november and i'd love to get my hands on one of those whenever they come out um i didn't pre-order because I was not even going to attempt to navigate the extreme. <laughs> I, I don't know if you saw that, Jeff, but no. the PS5 no, just, I mean, it was literally all the websites crashed and it was sold out instantly as soon as pre-orders were released. So yeah. I think in the meantime, I'm going to wait. I'm going to save money and, you know, come November, I'd like to pick up a, a PS5 and, you know, that can be a nice reward for getting through the, semester so and get through the pandemic yeah getting through the pandemic getting through 2020 it's just just surviving you know right. it'll be a, it'll be good um you'll, you'll be seeing t-shirts saying i survived 2020 right right so, but um, yeah i'm i'm the kind of person i don't know if i mentioned on the show or not but i just got a ps4 what was that two two maybe three christmases ago now so right, right. I, I'm the kind of guy that that waits for the 
the newest one to be out there for a year or so, or a year and a half, two, three, four years, and come down in price, and then go out and get it. So, but yeah, as long as I'm still able to play, you know, you know, as long as they keep releasing PS4 games that also work, you know, hopefully the they'll still release games that you could play on both systems for a while. So yeah. Yeah, there's there's definitely going to be some some good cross gen stuff happening. Like I know all the games this year obviously are getting PS4 releases, right? And I can see that continuing, you know, for at least a year. I would hope, yeah. you know, that way people who don't want necessarily want to jump right away can still play the games that are coming out. You know, right? Um, and and mainly I'm using right now. Mainly I'm just you know the PS4 is my um, streaming box. Yeah. So. Streaming box. Yep. Yeah, that's where I watch TV now because I, I I cut the cord. We finally cut the cord. Uh-huh. All we have now through Xfinity is internet. So yeah, I mean I am missing live sports, but I know there's a way to get them. But it's 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 hard when you can only afford a certain amount, a certain number of streaming services. I should say. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, once we could afford to get Sling. I mean, Sling will let me watch sports, live sports, because it has your major networks on, you know, right. your ABC, NBC, and so on and so on, so, yeah. and Fox. So I'll be able to watch sports once we're able to get Sling, but until then, I'm mainly watching them on just, like, watching the reruns, because Disney, or not Disney+, Plus, ESPN+, Plus, which we have. It's kind of, I don't know how many people have ESPN Plus and what their feelings are on it, but it's not its not really worth it. Really? <laughs> okay. Even if you want to go watch a live event that is on ESPN, depending on what sport it is, you would still have to log into your TV provider to get that broadcast. Well, so that's stupid if you're advertising so people can cut the cord. Right. Well, you can't really cut the cord if you have to sign into a TV provider to get the broadcast. Exactly. So I it's just weird to me. So the ones that I'm able to watch that they actually put on there, like as replays, because I've been like watching baseball games that have happened after the fact. Okay. But yeah, I that's how I'm watching them where I'm just like watching highlights on uh, YouTube. Yeah. And if there is a game that I really want to see, my parents are only like five, ten minutes up the road. Right. I will drive over to my dad's house to watch a game with him. So it's it's not that big of a deal. But yeah, it for people that are thinking about cutting the cord, you can because pick the streaming services that you want and you'll find out it is cheaper. Yeah. I mean, I don't have HBO Max or anything like that. We just have Disney Plus, Hulu, ESPN Plus, Netflix, and of course, um, Peacock's free. Yeah. You just have to put up with some ads, and ads don't bother me because I have them on the Hulu package that we have. We have the cheapest Hulu package, so. Right. I mean, I'm used to commercials, so. I'm a kid from the 80s, 70s and 80s. 
I'm yeah. Used to yeah. No kidding. So. But um, yeah, it. I think it's worth it. Oh yeah, I would definitely say so. Um, and as you know, as as you were talking, and you know, I'm sure as some people are becoming aware, like, you know, if you remember flashback, maybe five or so years, the uh, the streaming, you know, market wasn't as saturated. Oh no! So back then, you could pay for like only one or yep. two services and get everything. Mm-hmm. But now, of course, it's way more broken up, and that's when you know, like my yeah. family's the same way. Like, okay, we have like Netflix and Hulu and Prime, yeah. and um, oh yeah, that's another one we have. We have Prime. Actually, those might be the only ones we have. But still, like we used to have only Netflix, and that was more than enough for everything. Yeah. And you know, now it's oh, and Disney Plus, of course, that's what I was forgetting. Um, and then I also have like personally a, a Funimation account, so I can watch anime uh, that isn't on you know one of the major networks. Um, and it's not, that's not bad. That's like five bucks a month okay. for like ad free, you know, yeah. unlimited like, streaming. Okay. Everybody's doing their own. I mean, yeah. yes, I'd like to have uh, CBS, whatever it's called, all access. All access. Yeah. Because they they have those cool Star Trek series on there and. Stuff like that, but once once uh, we get like some other bills paid off, my wife and I we agree that we're going to sit down and look at HBO Max, CBS All Access, um, and Sling, and see which one out of those three that would most we would most like to add because of things that we're missing. So. Yeah, and really, I know HBO Max has all the DC stuff now, and some good, you know, exclusive movies right now. But still leaning towards Sling just because of the sports aspect. Yeah, that's so, very understandable. And, and um, you can watch live TV on Sling too. Okay. Yeah, you can like as long as they have, I think, two separate packages, like an orange package and the blue package and you get certain networks on either of those packages so whatever package has the networks you watch the most you get that package yeah yeah and you can watch because it'll have the sci-fi network cartoon network and stuff like that on sling and yeah whenever th- something's on live you can watch it live so it's just like having cable but it's a streaming service yeah that is pretty interesting, and that's, um, yeah. I guess live TV can almost it, it can be streamed now. Yeah. Even less, even more reason to cut the cord, I should say. Uh, that's but less reason to have cable. Probably go with Sling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I yeah I think like I think Hulu is don't they also offer a live TV thing? Yes. If if they you do? upgrade. If you upgrade, okay, yeah. and then which which is another thing we're going to talk about too if. If Sling seems like, oh, we're going to be paying this much extra, but if we only pay this much extra, we could upgrade Hulu and get the live TV, and that way I wouldn't, we wouldn't have to get Sling. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there are, there are options, which is, is, is that's good, right? Options can theoretically bring down the prices because everyone's competing, yep. but, uh, um. Yeah, it, it is kind of an interesting world in streaming, um, and I'm sure it'll become more streamlined and just more and more the norm. I think it already is pretty much the norm, but it's really going to you know only get more popular with time, I think. 
Yeah, I think my, actually my brother, my brother and his wife cut the cord maybe four years ago. Yeah. And it's been bugging me ever since. And I'm like, I keep asking him, I'm like, because he's a, he's a huge sports fan. Yeah. I'm like, how are you watching your sports? And he, he keeps telling me about this, like, box that he bought for his TV that, you know, you get connected to your TV and you can get, like, hundreds and hundreds of channels. And I'm like, really? And he was like, yeah. And I keep forgetting to ask him what the name of this box is and how much it is. Huh. Because I would like to research it and see if it's legit. Right. Because sometimes my brother doesn't always do things, you know, that aren't, that are. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't want to say. Sales well, the high seas on occasion. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to make sure it's, it's okay. And how much is it? Because if it checks out, hell, why not go out and buy one of those? Yeah. No kidding. Um, so, that is pretty interesting, and I can't really attest to a box. Yeah, but as far like as little, like, you know, those like little Roku. Well, yeah, that was the next thing I was going to talk about. Actually, um, whenever I was getting a TV, uh, I was buying a TV because you know, moving into the apartment, so I had nothing. I'm like, okay, well, you know, I guess I should get a TV. Um, I was I was looking around and uh, well I actually kind of came across the perfect thing for what I was looking for. Um, you can buy and so like my TV brand is a TCL, mm-hmm. but it is actually called a Roku TV, and that's because yep. there's a Ro- a Roku built into the TV. Yep, that's so, the kind of TV I have up in my bedroom. Yeah, so I you know have everything. I just I have a Roku, right? And that it's fantastic. The Roku OS and everything you can do. You have your own channel. Yeah, I I love the Roku and I love everything about it. Um it is it is awesome. And then of course I have my Xbox hooked up for whenever I want to play games, but the beauty of it is too is that um another thing I think is great about Roku's customization is that like if I want to, you know, so say I hop on my Xbox, right, which is like just my input, input 1, mm-hmm. my HDMI input, it automatically will switch the TV settings for like game mode and everything like that. So like I get like a really right. good gaming experience, like just automatically switched. But I want to go watch a movie, I, you know, back out of that. I go into the Roku, you know, interface or the Roku operating system and then everything is just set up perfectly for movies or show watching and it just it's so seamless and smooth and yeah, so I can personally say that I, I highly recommend Roku's. They're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and even better if you can get one built in. So Yeah. Yeah, they do. When I think when we first bought that TV for our bedroom, because it is a TCL. Oh, okay. We we didn't we ordered it online. And my wife was just like showing me, you know, how big it was. I think it's like a thirty two inch, which is, you know, okay for our bedroom. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, so that looks like good size. And she was like, oh, she was like, she was like, here's another 32 inch. It's a LG, but it was like $80 more. Yeah. Like, well, just go with the cheaper one. Right. Yeah. yeah. I said, TV, who cares? Yeah. So we got it and we got in here. And when I first plugged in and turned it on, I'm like, what the heck is this? I couldn't figure it out at first. And I started reading, I'm like, Oh, it's one of those new Roku things. This is like 
when Roku was first becoming popular. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, so cool. So once I figured it out, yeah. I mean, you can go search for different streaming apps and stuff that you already subscribe to, put them right on there. Yeah. And yeah. It's it's nice. pretty cool. Yeah, that is awesome. Um, and it, yeah, it's awesome to use. And That's um, why I'm thinking that this little box my brother's talking about, I don't think it's a Roku box because they start selling those now where it's like a little uh, receiver for Roku that you could plug into a normal TV that doesn't have Roku and you will have it. Yeah. So I think it's when he says box, I think he's talking about something like that, like a little receiver type thing. Right, right. That is pretty interesting. Um, but, yeah, I got to ask him what that is because, <laughs> and if anybody that's listening, knows what he's talking about please let me know yeah yeah i i've not heard it's of that so hard before, to get a hold so. of my brother it sounds like he's uh yeah he got, he found something and it's working pretty well for him yeah <laughs> um that's 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 good um but yeah i mean it is quite interesting and for those of you that are listening i mean i'm very curious to know if you guys are comfortable or want to share like let us know how how do you watch stuff are you yeah. still on cable are you someone who is hugely into like Blu-rays and DVDs, so you just go and flat out buy the shows you like to watch? For me, I would love to do that because I love collecting things like that, but my yes. wallet would not thank me. Exactly. My wallet would be very unhappy if I bought a, bought a Blu-ray for every show I wanted to watch. Um, but there, there, there are certain shows that I, I have, not that I have to have them, but I like to have them. Yep. Like, I have all... Nine seasons of Seinfeld on DVD. Nice. I'll probably never get rid of those. I found actually the complete King of the King of Queens series in one big box. Oh wow! For like thirty bucks. Yeah. And for ten seasons, I think of King of Queens. That ain't bad. No. And of course, Bob's Burgers. I have to have all the seasons of Bob's Burgers. So. Yeah. Right now, I am caught up. I have all nine or ten. No, I'm not caught up. Season 10 just ended last year, so I'm pretty sure it's available on DVD here this fall. Yeah. So I got to go out and get that. That'll probably be one of my Christmas gifts this year. Yeah. Awesome. And yeah. See, only I only have a certain number of shows that I have to have because I like watching them over and over again. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's definitely some Blu-rays I'd like to get. I'd like to get a Blu-ray for, uh, maybe this will be a good Christmas gift to ask for, is uh, Cowboy Bebop. Okay. Um, I just I, One of my favorite shows ever. Um, so I'd love to have that on Blu-ray just to have, you know. Right. Um, let's see. I mean, Star Wars, uh, we have Blu-rays at like my, at my parents' house. So I don't think I'd really, I, I, I wouldn't take it from them, but maybe I'll, I'll wait and maybe find a good deal on maybe even yeah. all nine movies as like, you know, a jumbo. That's, yeah. See, that's, that's another thing that's going to probably be on my Christmas list. Cause I saw the initial price of the big saga set. Yeah. And I said, yeah, there's no way we could afford that. But I'm thinking by the time the holidays roll around, I'm thinking they're going to probably release different sets, like sets that don't include all the, like extras, like I think the one when they initially 
announced that it comes in a special box and yeah. it comes with a special book and it comes with special like what do you, what do you call those things lithographs yeah and, and i'm thinking close to the holidays they're going to start just releasing a nice normal box that has all nine movies and all the special features and it's not going to be that much it's not going to be outrageous so right i'm i'm hoping for that because i'm still putting on my christmas list even though i'm not going to hold my breath that i get it but yeah yeah one once i get that see i'm not like the kind of person that like i need each star wars movie on each format mm-hmm. once i get that blu-ray box set i'm going to probably give my nephew my nephews or whoever wants them the old my old dvds yeah so because why do i still need them right but yeah it is yeah it is it is what it is uh solo is also another movie i would love to have on uh blu-ray as well so yeah there are a lot of uh a lot of a lot of things that i would like to have (laughs) but yeah um but yeah, with that being said, um, we really have missed some big stuff in the Star Wars news over the past month. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Most notably, the Mandalorian trailer and season two hype that is oh, yeah. <clears throat> that is just around the corner. I mean, it uh, man, yeah. that that yeah, yeah, it's coming up. It's coming up. But yeah, and if anyone listened to my uh, Blue Mill Cafe reaction episode of the mandalorian season two trailer i'm a little bit more calmed down now so it might make more sense this time when we talk about it because when i record that first that that episode i was just it was like i was just coming off of watching it from like my 10th time and i was still all hyped up so yeah i've i've calmed down a little bit but yeah it's coming up end of next month so yeah i man halloween gift for us yeah um as far as the trailer goes what did you what were your thoughts on baby yoda in it just out of curiosity uh he oh my goodness comic relief was my first thought yeah that one scene towards the end of the trailer where what's he called? What are those called? The whispering. The whist. Is it whistling or whispering birds? Something like that. You know, I think. Whistling, whistling birds. I think. Whistling birds. Yeah. When when he when you saw him do that, and Baby Yoda saw that, and was like, oh no no no. Yeah. They, <laughs> that was just too funny. It was hilarious. It and, it, and it makes sense too because it's like he learns right. Like he knows whenever <laughs> Mando does that, it's time to hide. <laughs> yep. And. Uh-oh. And right after the lights come back on after that scene, was that a night brother that he was fighting? I don't know. It all happened so quickly. It was like, I, it must have been intentional, right? Because like you want to see who right. is it that's going after him, but you just you can't. Like it, it's just it's too quick. They 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 do that and they put it in the right amount of shadow 
that you can't really tell what species he is because when I first saw it, actually the first 10 times I watched it, I was convinced that it was a Knight Brother because I'm like, that looks like Darth, you know, like a Darth Maul. Right. Orange coming out of his head. And I'm like, oh my God, is that a Knight Brother? But don't know. A lot of people were saying that, I guess the people that were fighting in the ring, and I finally saw it the other day when I watched it, that they were Gamorians in the yeah. ring fighting. So, yeah, I saw those. But I still think that dude on the outside was like maybe not necessarily a knight brother, but he was, to me, he looked like whatever. What is Darth Maul? What is his species? Um, I don't know. It's nothing like a death, death and Marion. No, that doesn't sound no. right. No, no, no. But see, I just always called them knight brothers and knight sisters because that's yeah. what the sisters were called. So, I mean, yeah, there's, uh, because obviously, like, as you just said, there's like two races, you could say, or almost right. species. Um, the males and the females. So. Right. And they just kind of play, like, the critical role, like, in how the planet works and everything. No, D- Darth Maul is considered a Dathomirian. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. But, um, yeah, I look like a Dathomirian. Mm-hmm. But, and then the other thing that got me that I didn't catch the very first time I watched it and then I saw it confirmed on the article online that we saw the WWE wrestler Sasha Banks we saw her character very quickly oh yeah yeah and I got excited because I'm a big fan of hers I like to watch WWE occasionally and not as much as I used to watch it in the past back yeah. when I thought it was really good yeah, but yeah, you know, I watch it from time to time, and I'm a big fan of hers. So I was like, yes. And then it got, of course, it gets you thinking, who's she playing? Because right when they show her, you hear the armorer say, they're talking about the race of sorcerers known as Jedi. Yeah, is she a Jedi? Who knows? Is she, uh, Barris Alfi? Yeah, there's a lot of speculation regarding her character. And, um, and I heard some people say Ahsoka. I'm like, she's not playing Ahsoka. Yeah. I'm like, come on, they didn't even look like Ahsoka. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. But I would really like the idea of like her being almost this independent, yeah. for, like self-trained force user who could you know, possibly be a, not necessarily like a bounty hunter, like you know very like strictly but more in the sense as if she's more of a a soldier for hire or right. is like part of kind of an underground organization and she is kind of tracking the mandalorian and the empire right because there's obviously at this point you would imagine the rumors are definitely going around the outer rim at this point at lightning fast speed a mandalorian on the run with you know with, with this baby yoda yeah with the child and then the Empire's remnants kind of gluing back together, and why are they going after the man? You know, you just got to imagine that the talk has got to be extreme right now, right? Just kind of right. getting into the universe. So maybe she's just trying to do some investigative work, just kind of see what's going on. And like I said, she's like an independent Force user. To me, that would be really cool to kind of see that almost third party kind of right. play into the to the main story. Um, right. Now, or, what she actually will be, you know, obviously I have no idea, but 
Is she or is she a bounty hunter or what? But I'm thinking maybe if she's not, because I didn't think of Barisolfi right away until I saw a tweet from my buddy Kyle over at the Tumbling Saber, which she took the still photo of Sasha Banks and I guess did a little editing to it and put the Barisolfi's like tattoos on her face. Okay. And I was like, oh, I never thought of that. You know, yeah. she could be, because Barris is probably in hiding. She probably, right. that could be makeup she put over her markings to disguise herself. But I didn't think of her right away, but I'm thinking she could be that, or she could be just like a Jedi that survived, or yeah. when the childs that survived the the wars, and maybe she's with Ahsoka. We just didn't see Ahsoka in that shot with her. Yeah. So because the rumors are that Ahsoka's in this season two. Just yeah. as Boba Fett's supposed to be in season two, but they didn't show him on screen. Why? Yeah. Because you didn't see Baby Yoda in the first trailer for season one because they don't want to give the big stuff away. Right. Right. So yeah. They, they get you thinking. So they do. They do. I mean, Baby Yoda came out of nowhere. Like, I think it was episode yeah. two, was it? When we finally met Baby Yoda for the first time? No, we saw him in episode one. It was episode one. Yeah, yeah. The very end. The very, that, it just, it just hit, hit me like a truck, right? Because you just were never yeah. expecting that. You were like, all things. When, when did and you then, give us any hint that we could speculate on that? They right. didn't. So... I'm guessing they might be bringing in a character. That's why, you know, if Sasha Banks ends up being Barris Offy, I'm not going to be surprised at all right now because I'm like, yes, look at that. Kyle was right. You know, they didn't give you any. They they showed yes, they showed her to you, but they didn't give you any hint on who it really is. So, yeah, that could be the big surprise, but that would only be a big surprise for hardcore fans like us that know the Clone Wars animated series in and out. So Right. Right. Um yeah, I mean there's there always is and something I really like about the Mandalorian too. Like for the hardcore fans that know a lot about like the lore and about just a lot of just Star Wars trivia in general. You know, uh droids like IG eleven, um, yeah. for example, like he would kind of fly as far as like what he actually is would totally fly over the heads of like most casual viewers. But for people that know exactly what an IG unit is and remember IG eighty eight from the from, you know, Empire Strikes Back, we right. we can automatically build that connection that, oh, this guy is literally designed to kill people. Right. And I think just knowing that straight out of the gate, like if you are just more knowledgeable with the universe, um, it, it just it adds to the fun, it adds to the effect of things. And uh, I just hope they continue to build out the universe like that because I loved how it was done in season one, and I would just love to see a further expansion of that in season two. Just giving us these little things like, oh, if you know this, then you can really understand even more so the way. Because the show did a great job, you know, pointing out how dangerous the IG units were, especially in episode one. Right? Like we see the IG unit yeah. just mowing down people you know, that are trying to stop them from getting Baby Yoda. Yeah. But um, just that further background about, like, that whole history of that model of droid, um, 
just knowing about that to me just kind of helped with the weight and just helped with me easily being able to get into you know the the swing of things with with that character so right um yeah i just i just hope that they continue to do stuff like that because that was just awesome to see in season one it made the huge star wars nerd in me super happy (laughs) and uh i I just really hope like i said we see more of that moving forward it 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 was awesome but right and another big thing that everyone was talking about in this trailer is Ilum. is that yes Ilum? and i say yes because I think Ilum, Ilum, as everyone knows, was in uh, Jedi Fallen Order video game. Right. But wasn't it also the planet that became Circular Base? It was. That is canon. That is canon, yep. Because when they first show you the actual surface of the planet real quick, you see like this big like ditch in the middle, like they're already starting. It looks like the that trench where the eye was for circular base. And then when he was just walking on the snow planet, I see that wall that looks right. like the wall from the video game where Cal Kessa squeezes through. Right. So I'm like, that has to be Elm. They're going to the Jedi temple. So. Yeah. But, oh my goodness. It's just, oh, there's just like so much. They threw in less than two minutes to get you excited. Yeah, and like you just said before, the X wings, seeing the Razor Crest flying with X wings. I'm like, oh, they, that was awesome. Are they escorting him? Are they firing on him? What, what's going on? Yeah, but you know, if I had to guess, yeah, this is just me making a little bit of a theory here, because I'm sure what if you want to call them still the, the rebellion, the New Republic, you know, whichever term they are at this point you know i I don't really know about you know probably you'd imagine eight or so years after uh return of the jedi right like what they are officially called um but we'll we'll call the rebellion just for simplicity's sake right because if the rebellion is still trying to hunt down these cells of the empire and the mandalorian is attracting those cells of the empire i can see the rebellion kind of having you know with with the mando and the rebellion having mutual interests they say hey we'll help you, um, you know, get to where you're going. As long as you, you know, tell us everything you know about the empire and you help right. us, you know, either like lure them out or, you know, do whatever. So I could almost see a little bit of under the table deals going on. And that's when you see kind of the X wings giving him maybe an escort, I would guess. Right. Yeah. To wherever he's trying to go. So maybe we'll get to see some yeah. of the bigger implications of what's going on that, that might start to, you know, start to have an effect now on Mando and what they're trying to do. Right. And then I know this might sound crazy. I just thought of it while you were talking and trying to picture the, the scene where you see the X wings flying on either side of him. Right. To me, if I remember right, it looks like they were in atmosphere of a planet. But potentially, I, I don't know. For some reason I was getting thoughts of them in space. Okay. But, yeah, from what I remember, it looked like clouds and sort of like a bluish-reddish sky. So Maybe so, yeah. If it just had had the feel of the Millennium Falcon approaching Cloud City. Ooh. So I just thought, 
way you were talking, I was just like, could Cloud City actually come into play in the Mandalorian? You know, it would. I and as as an outer rim place where you know someone like Lando was running the the you know the the city. It. Uh... Yeah, could we see like the ruins of Cloud City? What did Cloud City actually become? Yeah. Or, no. Well, I I think it stays right. Yeah, Cloud City we, never falls apart. That's right. We did see it at the end of uh, Rise of Skywalker. I think. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. a quick shot of it. Yeah. It's been in like two finales. It was in the finale of six and the finale of nine. Yeah, and of course in the finale of five. But yeah, um, but yeah, a little stop at Cloud City, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, um, that that, that would be, that would be cool. fun. Yeah, that'd be really cool. I mean, there you have a potential of popping up some old characters from the way past that could actually sure. still be alive. Yeah, because come on, Lobot. Lobot. I was gonna say, if he ran into Lobot, that would be a cool little thing. He's he's hat. He's he's more robot probably than a human. So. Yeah. Yep. And he could still be around. Yeah. Oh. Uh, uh, <laughs> run into Will Willow Hood. Run, no kidding. If he's still yeah, still running around with his ice cream maker. <laughs> Legend has it he's still running around with his ice cream maker. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah. And ice cream makers full of Beskar. So, yeah, Ooh. you know that now. Yeah. Um, is it is it Star Wars Celebration that has the running of the hoods, running of yes. the lower hoods? Yes. Oh my uh, gosh! Whenever I finally make uh, it, that is a yes. must see. Yep. I either one I must see it, or two, find some people that actually participate in it and go. How do you sign up? to do that with you guys if if anyone for whatever reason is listening and they know someone or have participated in the running of the will row hoods running of the hoods please yeah. we would love to have you on the show and interview about that exactly. i would i have so many questions <laughs> and I, it's just amazing to me that a character that had probably less than a second yeah of film, of screen time becomes so beloved and popular, but yeah. hey, I'm, I must admit I'm I'm a hood fan, so yeah, I I, I don't see how you can't popular. not like Wilbro Hood. Um, I would yeah. So if anyone if we can make that happen, that would be awesome. Because um, again, that I would just love to see that one day. And like you said, just the idea that a character like Wilbro Hood can spawn. A following, a court following, you could say, right. is uh, is awesome. It is awesome. I, I, I'm there for it, 100. percent Yeah, because I mean, the child slash baby Yoda, y- you could explain that following. It's right because he's he's a big character. Come on, but yeah. Some of these smaller characters, I think, deserve more love. <laughs> oh and, yeah, yeah. And well, there there is a whole podcast out there about it, and they've been around for a long time. If I'm pretty sure some of our listeners already know about them, but if you guys have never heard of Star Wars in character, go listen to those guys. One, they're funny as anything. Yeah. They're, they're four guys that grew up together. So they're lifelong friends. And they they take the the background characters that you see for like like I said, to a second 
from a second to five seconds, and they actually break them down and talk about them. They give you their backstories. Okay. So it is such a fun lesson. Like I said, they're 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 funny. Now, some of the they're I would say three out of the four. They're they're all big Star Wars fans, but yeah, I think two of them are bigger fans than the other two. Let's put it that okay. way. And it's just funny to listen to them. And yes, they 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 may joke about some things that you listen to them and they joke about it, and they're like, "Hey, I like that," or something like that. Right? It's, they're not. It's nothing, you know, attacking anybody personal that actually likes that certain thing or that certain character or that certain aspect of Star Wars. They're just giving you their opinion and making, you know, laughing about it. Right. They're not trying to, you know, attack anybody that likes that stuff. They're just having fun. And yes, it's funny. They, they've attacked, they, they've talked about stuff that I love and they don't like, you know, love as much. Sure. And they made fun of it. And I was laughing right along with them because it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Go, yeah, go give them a listen. They're they're great guys, and yeah, you, you won't be disappointed. Like I said, nothing like listening to four adults that grew up together, known each other since they were kids, sitting around still talking about this stuff like forty years later. It's just too funny. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Um, geez, yeah, there's just uh, the ex. The expanse or the expansion or just the broad scope, I should say, of, you know, the Star Wars universe, canon and otherwise, canon and legends, uh, both in their own rights, just have so much rich, you know, stuff in them. And there's a lot to, you know, like and enjoy and get into. And, you know, if you really like a specific character or thing, there's likely a book about it whether it be canon or legends, I am one of the very weird people who just say, hey, if it's a good Star Wars story, I don't care if it's canon or not. I would love to experience it. Yeah. And and so there's some really good stuff, obviously, from canon, and there's some really good stuff, too, from legends. Um, You know, like, take, for example, uh, Han Solo, like, one of my favorite, if not my favorite character in all of Star Wars. I love his canon film adaptation you know solo awesome movie it was great giving him some backstory super fun loved the acting loved how ron howard did it you know just loved everything about that movie such a fun you know awesome movie but there's also a han solo trilogy written by ac crispin that's legends now now it's legends and that also is very much an of just it's different you know i mean it's three books so it's a lot longer and more in depth and detailed but that's also it's just such a great way to experience han solo because it's kind of like a different point of view or a different take on how han solo became han solo and sure like obviously solo is the canon official way but seeing that other story that's also super well done and something that's just really fun and cool to experience i can really enjoy both things and both and just have them both kind of coexist peacefully you know like hey. you, you don't have to just because one's canon and one's not doesn't mean you have to like shoot one down and just praise the other like you can like both you can like one or the other that's just one example where i i love both you know i think both yeah. takes are awesome and uh i you know hey if if i am able to enjoy both of them 
and I'm able to get more enjoyment out of it than someone else's. Just, you know, especially if they don't like it for the fact that it's canon or not, depending on what their opinion. Too bad for them. I'll love both stories and uh, just appreciate both for their own thing. Right. But, yeah, that's just that's just one example of many of uh, things, in, things in Star Wars that, you know, just these small, smaller things, right, they can really open up a whole new world of ideas and stories. So, yeah, it is really cool to see that. Yeah, and and just finishing up talking about the Mandalorian trailer, um, they they really didn't show a lot of um, like grief, Karga and Cara Dune in this trailer. Yeah, I, they weren't in it that much. Just because I don't think I think they'll be in season two as much as they were in season one. I don't think they showed them because they just. We we already know those characters, so yeah, that's why I don't think they focused on them. But yeah, overall, I just like everybody just can't wait till the thirtieth of October. Oh my gosh, yes! It, that then, show is coming at the perfect time for me. I mean, it's just going to be so nice because at that point, I would have hopefully survived another month of school, yeah. <laughs> and. uh and then boom, you know, hey, you made it. Here's Mando. Yeah. And I'm hoping they keep the same release schedule that they did during season one instead of dropping all the episodes at once. Every Friday, new episode. So. Yeah. It looks like that's the way Disney Plus operates because even different series, like the, that new Muppets, Muppets Now. Ah. Uh. Which which I watched because I was a big fan of the old Muppet show when I was yeah. a kid. Yeah. And I think it's a very, very good show. Don't think it's as good as the original Muppet show, but yeah. it works for nowadays the way they do it. But okay. yeah, that, that show got released every Friday. One episode every Friday until the whole season was done. So I think that's the way Disney Plus works their, their series. They don't drop them all at once. They do week to week. Which yeah. I, I like because someone binges it and I don't have time to binge it. I can get spoiled on another podcast I listen to and I don't want that to happen. So as long as they keep their the way releasing their series the way they do, I'll be happy. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I really like the once-a-week format, personally. Yeah. I mean, um, nothing against Netflix or anything like that that does them oh, all. No. Not at all. It's easier for me to avoid spoilers for my Netflix series that I watch more than it is for my Star Wars series, so... Yeah. But, yeah, it's... Mm, I, I, I like the once-a-week, and... Speaking about the other... Disney Plus series that are coming up. There are there are uh, three that we know of, but there is one that I don't know if you saw the trailer for yet or not. It's a Marvel series. Did you see the trailer for WandaVision? No. No, I didn't. It, they dropped it the other day. Oh. I'm not sure. I don't think it had a release day on it for it yet but they they finally dropped a trailer for it 
And all I can say is hold hold on to your head because it's multiverse goodness. Oh boy. <laughs> because it it goes from like they're living in the loose Lucille Ball show to seri- like different TV series from the seventies and then back to modern and then it it's just all over the place. I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be insane because it has to be something like that since Vision is in this series. Yeah. Because we all know Vision got his stone yanked out of his head and uh, apparently dead. So, but yeah, he's in this series and there's even a line in the trailer. I forget who it was that pulled up in the car and she, she started laughing and Vision asked her why she, along the lines of why she was laughing or something like that. And she goes, he goes, are you okay? Are you, you know, he goes, you're not dead, are you? I don't know why he asked her that, but he goes, you're not dead, are you? And she was like, no, but you are. And it just went to the next scene. I was like, oh, crap. So they actually do call it out on the series that he's supposed to be dead. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's just looks looks classic Marvel. I mean, it looks like they are going to start bringing the multiverse into it. Yeah. So... That'll Which I be... expected because the next, I think Doctor Strange 2 is supposed to be all about the multiverses and stuff. And I think Vision and, Wa- and Wanda are supposed to be in that, that movie too. So okay, I'm like, wow, this is just, you know, it, it did blow my mind, <laughs> but yeah. it, it looks good. Yeah, geez, I would definitely have to watch the trailer and keep an eye out on that. Um, yeah. Man, there's been, and just, I know we were talking about this before we started recording, but despite there being, you know, a pandemic and quarantine, and I did watch a fair amount of stuff this past spring when I was really not having a whole lot going on, <laughs> there's still a lot that I haven't seen. Yep. <laughs> I mean, there's just, it feels like you would never be able to watch it all, which is a good and a bad thing, right? Like, you always have right. something to watch, but there will always be one thing you just don't nothing about, per se, because you just never got to watch it. So, right. and Yeah. I mean, we were talking about the last movie we saw, we each, we each saw in the theaters, and last yeah. one I remember is the Birds of Prey Harley Quinn movie back in February. Yeah, I would have I would have seen that one, and I also I think my last movie would have been Sonic. I went and watched the yeah. Sonic movie with a bunch of friends, and we we enjoyed it. It, it was a fun movie, but uh, just to think that's the last time I've stepped at foot in a movie theater. It's kind of sad. Yeah. I love going to the it movies. Is. I love it's the sad. experience. It's but, extremely sad, but yeah, it's but those are the times we live in, and more reason for like everyone saying, you know, twenty twenty sucks. So fair enough, fair enough. But yeah, and anyway, we get we also have the Kenobi series coming out eventually on Disney Plus. They were 
there was little news stories popping up about that here and there I saw over the internet. Basically yeah. just saying that it's still on track. They're, they are going to start producing it. Or, yeah, producing it and start to film it. But I think it's towards the end of next year it's supposed to make its debut. Okay. And, and, and we all know, well, you're the one that told me, that reminded me at the before we started recording that um, Cassie Nandor series has a new director. Yeah, yeah. And apparently the director they had he didn't feel comfortable getting on a plane and flying over to London to start filming. So they just hired a director that was already over there. So yeah, it's uh yeah. I mean, I, that's a good example of you know just a, yet another instance in any regard that COVID has interfered with something. Um, yeah, obviously. Yeah. I hope that. Well, I don't even think the original director got any time to film anything, so we wouldn't even know the difference. Like, well, I hope it's. It's not a solo situation. Right. So hopefully the director that takes over, you know, makes a good series. And speaking of the cast or not the casting series, the Kenobi series. As people that listen to Blue Mill Cafe know, I did my last last week's episode was uh, who or what I thought the Kenobi series would be about right different characters that I would like to see show up in it. Who, what characters do you, would you want to see pop up in a, in the Kenobi series? Oh man, for the Kenobi series, there are a lot of really interesting aspects, right? Of just, or propositions. I mean, I would love to see the homestead of, you know, where Owen, Baru, and Luke are. Not necessarily have to see them. Yeah. But just at least see the homestead would be something, especially, you know, if Obi-Wan's just kind of keeping an eye out. You know, you just kind of see it every every once in a while. You just get that tease, right, if he's looking out, looking over Luke. That would be, I think, a really cool feeling to have. Um, I think that's almost a guarantee, because if they didn't tear it down, we know... JJ built a homestead set, so yeah, they should still be able to use it if it's not torn apart. That's true. That's true. Obviously, it's really another really sad thing too. Is you know that with the original place where they filmed, I think is was or it still is part of ISIS territory. Maybe not anymore. Yeah. So obviously, it would not be safe to go film at the actual location. Yeah. Very sad um, that that's how the world is, but yep. it's just. It's just is what it is. Thankfully, though, like you said, JJ built a set. It looked excellent in uh, the Rise of Skywalker, so I know that they could do it again. You know, if if they needed yeah. to. Um, but uh, okay, back to the characters. Um, yeah. Hmm. You know, I would love to see, and I don't know. If this is so much as an actual character, but I would love to see some sort of like imperial agent, maybe kind of trying to scout out the area, maybe. Maybe something was detected, right? Maybe somehow Luke, they felt a presence. Some, okay. Someone did somewhere. And, okay, we need to check Tatooine. And maybe, for some reason, there's just a little someone nosy going in that Obi-Wan has to kind of deal with. You, that would be interesting. Like maybe 
an Inquisitor. Yeah, cut? an Inquisitor. Like would a live-action Inquisitor. That would be a really good um, use for that. Absolutely. Oh, never um, that. That that could be you know a thing. Just kind of brainstorming. Um, I you know I, I I just don't. The, the real question is: Does Obi Wan does he stay on Tatooine? That's I I no. talked about that in my show. I I think a lot of like old school fans say no. He he always stayed on Tatooine. He never left. Right. But how do we really know? And yeah. With with that logic of me telling myself, how do I really know? I think he may have. You know, he he prob yeah he he's supposed to be there to protect Luke, but if he looks and says, you know, you know what, he's still too young. You know, th- what 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 could happen? You know, if I'm gone for like a day or two. Right. I think <laughs> he he also he he still has that. What do you call it? That. That that Jedi instinct in him to help people. Sure. So I think he could be sitting there on Tatooine in his hut and feel through the force like some outer rim planet that's being oppressed, you know, by a small section of the of a force of, you know, stormtroopers from the Empire. That right. he goes, you know what, I could probably handle that, takes off, you know, goes deals with it. You know, look like like little side missions and stuff that he's going right. on on his own. Yeah, yeah. I just think they would ha- maybe have to do something like that because even though they could do a whole series of him just there on Tatooine, what could he possibly be doing each episode just on Tatooine? And I think yes, he could possibly bump in like seeing go to the cantina um learning that you know yeah he 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 does know that cantina very well he does know the kind of people that hang out there but thinking that he never interacted with anybody and never did like never left a plan to do something is just like hard for me to think about right now because like I said, I don't know if they would have enough to fill an eight episode limited like little mini series of just him staying on Tatooine the whole time. Right. Like are we watching him just make his coffee in the morning and look out, out at the desert chair, for eight episodes? Sit out in his chair and look across at Luke. I mean Yeah. I I, I think he, he will because come on, the rumors so far that we've heard of characters that are going to be in here. We heard the rumor of Jar Jar Binks, which makes sense to me because he knows him from episode from the prequels. Right, right. So, are they going to make us Jar Jar fans happy and put Jar Jar Binks in the series? Yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't have a problem with it, and I'm pretty sure Ahmad Best wouldn't have a problem with it. Yeah. they say, hey, can I come back and play him? So, and uh, I think we, uh, Jar Jar Binks was rumored, Darth Vader was rumored, Luke Skywalker was rumored, Leia was rumored. See, and if you would have Leia in it, you would have to be going to Alderaan. So, did he 
occasionally go to Alderaan to actually meet with Bale in person. Right. To give updates. I think that would be cool because I would love to see Alderaan. More of Alderaan. Other than just a quick clip of it before it gets, you know, before episode three ends. <laughs> and then the shot, you know, the the shots we've we had in it in the animated series, but yeah, I, I would love to see all around. So, but yeah, Darth Vader being in it, I don't know because that's who actually want. I put a poll out after my last week's episode to ask who people would like to see, what character they would like to see in it, and Darth right. Vader by a big mouth. Okay, and I don't know how they would do it because I'm thinking did he go to and meet Vader like encounter Vader prior to A New Hope again because Vader does say to him it was unwise for you to come back yeah now come back from what are you talking about since you guys met on Mustafar are you yeah. kidding are you remembering back that far yeah, which could be, but to me it sounded like he meant, you know, that couple years, like ten, fifteen years. Yeah, that could definitely be interpreted as such that they had some sort of confrontation when Obi Wan was maybe much younger, you know, yeah. and he was still had the physical capability to, you know, fight Vader when in, when he was in his rage or as you know peak yeah. power or something of that sort. Yeah, so. Yeah, did they meet again, or is it a flashback of that meeting? Is yeah. that how Peter shows up in the series? Kenobi could be having a Force vision, and they actually show us him meeting Vader maybe, I don't know, maybe like a year or so after Episode 3. Uh-huh. So him seeing him in, the, in his getup for the first time, because... He knows that he's more machine than man now. And the last time he actually physically saw him, he was a half a man looking like he was dead on Mustafar. Right. So, yeah, I I think Vader is a strong possibility. Um, Some people, I'm I'm surprised, I'm not surprised that um, I did not get any um, people saying Darth Maul because we had we we did see that in Rebels. We saw yeah. him Darth Maul on Tatooine in Rebels, so that we already saw that. So I don't think we will see Maul. So and Maul's dead by this time anyway because we already saw it. Yeah, yeah. There's. Hmm. I I do have full faith that they'll like have something good to write about because like I don't know in my head I just picture that he just kind of lived as a hermit out in the desert for yeah. eighteen years. But you know, yeah, because see, it's so many like different like little things that have been said in the original trilogy. Like I brought up Vader saying he shouldn't have come back. You got Uncle right. Logan telling us, oh, uh, he's just a crazy old hermit, and a right. hermit is a guy that never leaves. So, did he actually stay on the planet and all the, like, 
off-world stuff we get is like side stories, right? In the series, so yeah, yeah, I, I definitely could see that being a, a a good way to go. And who knows? Who's not to say also that there's also some stuff on Tatooine, you know, that he yeah. wants to stop, right? Like, what if Jabba's yeah. up to no good or something? You know, right. like you just gotta think about it that way oh too. My, oh my god, I never thought of Jabba. Yeah, as a character showing up. Oh my god, that would be awesome. I mean, I I would say he, in my opinion, he might be one of the more likely candidates. I think yeah. it'd be easier to write him into the show than some others. Um, Look at have have Jabba, Bib Fortuna, and yeah. Salish Crumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's three right there. No kidding, no kidding. I would love to see more of Moss Espa and or Moss Eisley as well. Oh yeah. Uh, if we got to get those, yeah, the cantina would be interesting. Obviously, he is knowledgeable of Moss Eisley because remember he tells Luke, "You'll never see, you know, right. uh, such a wretched hive of scum and villainy." So yeah, maybe so. he's had some some encounters in Moss Eisley because he was never in Moss Eisley in the prequels. He was always at Moss Espa, right. right? So, and that's where Anakin is also from Moss Espa. You could say, you know, you know, right. kind of probably because that's the market that he works at, but. Uh, yeah, because when Anakin went back looking for Shmi, his mother, and Watto told him, oh, they're out by the Dune Sea on the other side. You know, old farmer bought, you know, bought her off of me. Yeah. Ended up freeing her, and they married, blah, blah, blah. She's out, you know. And that's how Luke, or Luke, that's how Anakin got found his way out to the Lars homestead and met his uh, stepbrother. So... Yeah. It, it, everyone says, well, Star Wars, you know, is a, a big universe and every, but it seems so small because everything's connected. And yeah, I, I, I feel people with that argument from what I just said there. So. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think, I think the series, you know, when they first announced the Kenobi series, I was kind of weary because I'm like, what are we going to, just like you said, what are we going to see? Kenobi sitting there in his chair, smoking a pipe with uh, his binoculars looking over at the Lord's <laughs> Instead. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I think they can do different side stories. Like I said, the off-world stuff will probably most likely be side stories. Like he mentions a certain character and all of a sudden the next, you know, fade out, fade in. And you're in on that planet meeting this character. So, yeah, it could just be side stories. You could hear of different, maybe, like you said, an Inquisitor or something coming, you know, coming for him. And we cut to seeing that Inquisitor coming from whatever, wherever he's based. Right, right. So, yeah, yeah, there there is some good room to to move in, in that and i think that you know obviously they're gonna have something probably well written and they're gonna check it to make sure it lines up with right. the timeline and um just you know they'll, they'll work it out um yeah. I, i'm looking forward to it i mean if nothing more merely for the fact that ewan mcgregor is coming back as obi-wan yeah <laughs> you know so yeah 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 and um, coincidentally enough it seems that <laughs> By the time, you know, the, the weird, it's just interesting, right? Like, 
um, obviously Disney bought Star Wars and wrote the characters being 40 years older, and now we're getting an Obi-Wan series where, you know, it's been about 20 years since the prequels are, have um, come out, and coincidentally, it's about 20 years between the prequels and the original trilogy. It's just weird how it lines up perfectly, you know, yeah. for Ewan McGregor to be at the perfect age of right. Ben Kenobi. I mean, he even said that when there was just a hint that he could come back to play Ben Kenobi because I'd be the perfect age. Yeah, so. it's, it, it is. I think it's fate. It's not coincidence. It, it, it's fate. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was meant to be. So I, th- that I'm very much looking forward to. Yeah. And like I said, they, if they do it right, Kenobi could be a very, very good series. So, and our, our, our only proof right now is a Mandalorian, but if that continues, I I see all the other Star Wars series being as season good. seven of Clone Wars too. Can't forget yeah. that. Either as good or just as good as the Mandalorian, and along with the Marvel series too. I mean, yeah, just the one short look of Wandavision, and yep. I think the other series they have coming are She Hulk. Um, what's that Falcon? Um, Falcon and the Winter Winter Soldier and Falcon, the Loki series. I mean, we're going to be getting so much geeky stuff in the next like year. It's going to be unreal. Oh yeah, it will be. I mean, and yeah, if Mandalorian and season seven of Clone Wars are anything to go off of, I think we're going to be in a great position for Star Wars moving forward, yeah. TV and otherwise. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, they've been hitting home runs with both of those. Jedi Fallen Order. I mean, they've really been on top of their game with, I think, some of the stuff coming out. And I just love to see that momentum take them even further. So. Yeah. And, and just speaking about different other series and other streaming platforms, as we did at the beginning of the show, for about 20 minutes talking about how we watch TV. Yeah. Uh, what what other like TV series and movies and stuff have are like you into? Like have you been watching lately? Well, I mean, I've been watching I've been watching a lot of anime lately actually. So, um currently I'm watching a show called Erased, which is really good. It's a um basically a story about someone who he doesn't know why but he is sent like five minutes back into the past before something bad happens. Okay. And he has to figure out like what is um, you know, going on and then he has to stop it. And it's stuff a lot of the times like um like, oh hey, you need to move this kid out of the road because there's about to be a truck that's about <laughs> to come barreling through, you okay. know, and, and, and it kinda like shows him but then it transitions, and I don't want to give too much away. But then it transitions into like more of a. There is kind of like a mysterious criminal doing some like a lot of like murdering and like kidnapping of people, and he basically gets sent eighteen years back into the past. Oh wow! It has to figure out why he was sent back that far, and then you know it's all about him kind of trying to piece clues together. Um, trying to, because he knows, right, what happened in those past 18 years, 
aims to figure out ways. How am I going to stop this from happening? Okay. How am I going to stop that from happening? And it's just him trying to stop these little things in hopes that it's going to kind of either get the criminal caught or it's going to keep everyone that got hurt by him um, from. And that's as far as I've made it, right? Like, that's just the basic premise. Okay. That's like just two episodes in. Um, you know, just oh. I don't want to give anything more away than that, but it is really good. Yeah. Good. Um, and yeah, if, if anyone is, is curious, I mean, for what I've seen, I can definitely recommend it. So, mm-hmm. what, yeah. what's your service is that on? Uh, that's on Netflix. Okay. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's on Netflix. It's called Erased. Um, okay. yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Um, I, actually, I've been, I've been watching like different things off and on from here and there. Like I mentioned to you before we started recording. I was so happy when Cobra Kai got dropped from YouTube Red or YouTube Premium or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Over to Netflix, and now it's a Netflix series. Uh-huh. Wife and I have finished the first season. We loved it. Still haven't watched the second season yet, but we plan on getting that through that before season three comes out. And yeah. we've been watching that. And on my own, I've been, I've been going back and watching the old uh, Twilight series. Or Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone uh-huh. from the 60s. Um, and it's funny because they're, they're on both Netflix and Hulu. But I start, of course, when I start watching series, I like old series like that. I like to start watching from season one. Yeah. Order. So I started with season one and went all the way through season one to season, all the way through th- season three on Netflix. And then okay. I noticed. On Netflix, it jumps to season five. And I had no idea why. Yeah. I did some more research, and season four apparently was like a different. There was some like broadcasting, like mumbo jumbo with season four. And I guess Netflix didn't have the rights for season four, for just season four. Yeah. But if you go over to Hulu, season four is on Hulu. So now that is interesting. <laughs> I'm currently watching the Twilight Zone season four on Netflix, and I think once I'm done on Nef or not Netflix on Hulu, and once I'm done with season four on Hulu, I think I'm gonna jump back to Netflix for season five because Netflix doesn't have commercials. But yeah, yeah. Um, but season four is different. Season four are hour long episodes and not a half hour, which is interesting because. I didn't realize that until like episode two or three. I didn't know I was sitting there for an extra half hour watching an episode. And then all of a sudden I was like, this, all of a sudden I had to pause one of the episodes because I had to go to the bathroom. And I looked down and saw the length of the episode. I'm like, oh my God, when do they make them an hour long? So yeah, geez. I'm like, wow, season four, all their episodes are an hour long. Maybe that's why. I don't know. Once I get back to season five to see if they jump back to a half hour each. I don't know. But yeah, just watching those old episodes, you just realize how much of a genius Ron Serling really was. Because he, he wrote most of those episodes and he created that whole world of the Twilight Zone. Just the mind on that man was just mind-blowing yeah and the iconic just like with 
Alfred Hitchcock movies with him speak with Alfred speaking at the beginning. Of yeah, he's Ron Serling at the beginning and end of each Twilight Zone episode is a must because that that voice of his and the way he does it, his cadence is just perfect. Yeah, and, that, that that is awesome. But yeah, just watching old episodes like that because I remember watching some in syndication as a child, but. I don't remember all of them, and just to yeah. see all the, the stars that are, you know, oh, they're, they're still stars, but they're, you know, older now. Right. And once you recognize them, you're like, oh my god, that's so and so. Yeah. I was watching an episode yesterday. I'm like, oh my god, that's Robert Duvall. So you just like, and you hear him speak, and you're like, I know that voice. I know that voice. And then if I don't get it during the episode, at the end of the episode, they tell you who plays who. And I'm like, oh, my God. So, and yes, William Shatner was on more than just one. Everyone remembers him from the one where he sees a little guy on the wing of the plane. But he's been in more than just that one. There are like certain actors that, I think they just like kept coming back to the Twilight Zone, like Burgess Meredith. Okay, yeah, of them. And I'm like, oh my god, I wonder how many he's in. So Mm -hmm. I should start keeping count. But yeah, that it's it's just fun to to watch those. But yeah, they're they're the ones they're the two that I've been into the most lately. And of course, that will change when Stranger Things four finally comes out oh yeah and um, i know my my sister would definitely be excited for that yeah i just can't wait and, I, and i'm happy to hear that yeah they don't plan on ending it after four they they want to keep going and okay. i'm like i'm like yeah keep going because i love shows like that where i get to watch the kids actually grow up right you know become like young adults and stuff like that yeah keep i mean if you can keep the success and the nostalgia going for the eighties, I'd say do as many seasons as it takes to get to nineteen ninety in the yeah. season. Because <laughs> I think season one was supposed to be ninety three or ninety or not ninety, eighty three or eighty four. So they should be up to eighty six, eighty seven, I think now. All right. So yeah, I think they should just go keep going to the end of the decade of the eighties. Yeah, that would be something for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I guess Stranger Things has definitely built an identity around the eighties. So yeah. for it to go to the nineties probably wouldn't exactly be right yeah, for the show. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking ended on like New Year's Day of nineteen ninety. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. yes, they're. I still have nostalgia for the 90s too, but the 80s is what I think that show that show picked up, you know, viewers my age because of the 80s. Right. And if that's what you're basing your success on is, hey, this series takes place during the 80s. Right. You can yes, since it's TV land, you can stretch out the 80s as long as you want. Yep. But as the kids, you know, get more looking more different as they get older, you're going to have to just go, you know what? We can't stretch it out anymore. 
we're going to have to end it here and say, you know, it's the end of the 80s or something like that and end it. Yep. But, yeah. yeah. Then you could, you could also do like a, since it's Netflix owned, Netflix does not only series but movies. Right. So make a Netflix movie in a couple years. Like after Stranger Thing Stranger Things end, like in twenty thirty, maybe do like a Stranger Things movie of the kids all grown up. So yeah. That would be yeah. That would definitely be interesting. Sort of like it. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. But yeah. I never thought about it that way, but yeah, that would be a really good proposition for the show, and um, hopefully it, you know, sees success in the future and wraps up when it's a good time to, you know, right at, the, at that point to where it it, it should. But uh, yeah, I yeah. don't like the series like The Walking Dead where it overplayed its. Oh know, yeah, it definitely. Like I like I said, I stopped watching The Walking Dead right when I got news that they were going to get rid of Rick. I stopped watching before that even happened. Oh, yeah. For me, what I just couldn't get through, because, like, Negan, I thought definitely was, like, a really good villain, like, in the first season, season and a half that he was around. Yeah, but then they overplayed him. But then, yeah, they drew it out. A lot of filler came in. It started to, you know, it just, it kind of went downhill in a lot of directions. Yeah. And it it just it lost me, you know. Like we could have finished this up half a season ago at least. Like, why are we still doing this? <laughs> right. You know. But uh, yeah, yeah, just it, uh, yeah. It, it lost me with Negan, and it was a shame too because Negan was when it was like in its prime. When Negan was in his prime per se, he was my favorite villain in the show. Yeah, he um, was. So before him, because I kind of liked him just the way he. He presented himself as a villain. Oh yeah, he was There's an awesome villain. villain. You enjoy watching. Yes, you you're rooting against him, but you're but you're also enjoying seeing him be a villain. Right. Unlike the governor, where I hated that. Every, oh, governor was just an awful human being. I'm not yes. saying that Negan was a good one either, but governor, I just hated his guts. You know, I wanted to see him dead. See, I couldn't wait for him to die, so... But oh my gosh, yeah, I hated the governor. Not yeah. in a sense like I think he was a bad character, but like I just hated him as, you know... Yeah. I think, yeah, you get my point. But to see him die was the most satisfying thing in Walking Dead, that's for sure. Yeah, and, and Negan, I was just like, you know, well, how they're going to get rid of him? Because even as a villain, I'm thinking, I'm like, uh, I said, yeah, he's, he's awful, but uh, don't kill him. You know... It would be nice to see it, like, in the back of their mind that he's always out there somewhere, though. Right. But, you know, it, it it just lost me, like I said, after after the season where it opened up with, um, uh, was it Glenn that got, Glenn and who else did Negan kill? Abraham. Abraham. Yeah, yeah, after that season where it opened up like that, I started fading. And then I think it was towards the end of that season where they got the news that, hey, after next season or whatever, Rick's going to be, you know, leaving. I was like, ah, right. nope, nope. To me, The Walking Dead, 
was Rick. Yeah. And I love Daryl to death. I love his character to death. But without Rick, Rick and Daryl are like, you know, they go together. But yeah, I don't, I just didn't see it. So I stopped watching. And frankly, I don't know if I'm going to go back and watch, you know, stuff I missed or not. I mean, I could because they're on Netflix now. So, uh huh. Yeah, I don't know. I might just to see. Just to see if it pulls me back in. Yeah, yeah. That, that's fair enough. I mean, I might revisit the show eventually. I don't know. Um, yeah, but definitely after they killed off Rick Grimes, I hate to... I yeah. mean, I don't know if it's really spoilers. I think everyone knows no. that at this point. To me, that lost... That just took away the rest of my interest because to me, Walking Dead was Rick Grimes' story. Yeah. And right. just to end it with by killing him but then having the show go on after... Yeah. Was yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's not spoilers to me. I, I kind of figured, well, if Rick Graham's character is leaving in the world of the apocalypse, <laughs> yeah. how to get rid of his character and you know say I'm done? Yeah. You got to kill him. So yeah, it's it's not a spoiler. And if we did spoil it for anybody out there that hasn't seen it yet, we're sorry. I feel like at this point with The Walking Dead, either you've seen all of it because you stuck right. with it, or you just gave up and just don't care anymore. Exactly. But um, if you're one of the ones that gave up and didn't care anymore, me. you know what happens to Rick now. So Yeah. I think Jason, because, you know, oh my gosh, he is such a trooper for sticking through with it. Uh, I know Jason, remember, he, he watched all of it and was talking about, you know, it happening. Yeah. Uh, that yeah, was a while ago. That was a yeah, while ago. Yeah, I think we even told him. Yeah, because that was that's when he was still in the show. Yep. I think we even told him when we were talking about that. We're like, no, go ahead. You're yeah. not spoiling it for us, yeah, man. We, we yep. We lost. We lost ourselves. So. Yeah. Yeah. He uh he had more uh, patience with that show than we did. That's for sure. Yeah. So, but like I said, I'm I might revisit it if I get really bored and after I get caught up with everything I want to watch. And yeah. I'm waiting for something. I'm like, eh, might as well watch a couple of these and see if it pulls me back in. Yep. Yep. The show had really good moments. I really liked the show up until about, was it season nine? <laughs> was it that I was just like, all right, enough is enough. This just is not yeah. worth watching anymore. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've heard this little bit of news before we sign off here about The Walking Dead. But yeah, I heard, yeah, this, this next season is going to be the last season for The Walking Dead. Okay. But I've also heard that they are going to continue, though, with that spinoff show, Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah. That, I would, I would be... What is that on, streaming-wise? I'm not sure. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either. Yeah. I would hope it's on Hulu or something, but... But, and then... But there is... I don't know if it's a rumor or if it was a press release saying that it's in development which means they're thinking about it. Um, a spinoff series with Daryl and Carol. Hmm. Now, when I heard that, I was like, you know what, guys? You can't kill Daryl now. <laughs> you, you can't end it by killing Daryl, Carol, or probably any of the other survivors because... He was even if left. You off, if you spin them off... You're going to have to have other people, you know, 
for the series. Yeah. But I was like, oh my god. So was uh, was was, Mich- was Michonne was she gonna get a uh, a series ever? I don't know. That's the person you would think. Because she's one of the she was one of my favorites. I think one of the most interesting characters in the show that was still around. Yeah, I mean, you would think Michonne and possibly Daryl would get a spinoff show together, right? But yes, I understand Daryl and Carol became very close right before I stopped watching it, but. I mean, well, like I told my wife, well, we know they survive. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to release and say, hey, we're going to have a spinoff, why don't you wait till after you end a series before you develop a spinoff? Mm-hmm. So. I, uh, you know, maybe I'm in the minority here, but I always loved Eugene as a character, and I would welcome a spinoff show with him. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I I don't know why I I just always loved Eugene. I just don't know why. I just thought he was always such a cool kind of funny quirky character that yeah. I would I would welcome anything that they did with him as well. I feel bad for him too. So I feel yeah I feel bad for him too. I mean I don't know if you've gotten to the point. I I, I guess I can talk about anything. The point when he's captured by Negan and forced to like make weapons for him. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I felt I felt bad at that point, um, but yeah. I think I don't remember because my memory is a little fuzzy. Didn't he end up deciding to sabotage the weapons that he was building? Yes. Yeah. He sabotaged them somehow. Yeah, and then I don't I don't remember what happens to him after that. I don't know if he ends up getting saved, right? Or yeah. if he ends up does he end up dying? I don't th- I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess I, I can't know. remember much. Yeah, but I don't know. With that being said, yeah, we're we're running out of things to talk about. So yeah, <laughs> um, I think yeah, we can definitely log off now that we've had our little ramble about um, Walking Dead. And I just yeah. looked it up, and it says Eugene's status is alive. Okay. Uh, just, okay, Eugene yeah. in the comics is still alive and kicking. Okay. He has a major role to play in the Whisperer Roar. He runs a bullet factory like TV's Eugene did for Negan and helps to extend Alexandria's radio signal so effectively that they make contact with the group in Ohio called the Commonwealth. Huh. Interesting. Okay. The comics might be the way to go if they actually... Because that's way more interesting than yeah. two or three seasons of just fighting the saviors and just running around that's, the little... That's what I heard a lot of fans saying. About the last couple seasons of Walking Dead is comics are much better. I so. might have to look into that because that is something that interests me. So, anyways, before I go off in a rabbit hole on that, we should probably end the show. Yeah. Um, yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I know it's been a while, but uh, we're glad to be back. Well, Definitely super glad to be back. episode, so. Yeah, yeah. Nice lengthy episode for y'all to give a glorious return and. Hopefully we'll be back on the mic soon. Yep. So with that, I'm Tristan. I'm Jeff. And may the force be with you. Always. Give the evacuation code signal. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. Life is about passions. Thank you for sharing ours. This has been the CantoCast. May, may the, the force, force be, be with, with you. you. You're still here?
It's over. Go home. Go.